Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> You know, when they're when they're when the guy gets drafted in the first, second, third round and he's 18, 19, 20 years old, he expects in X amount of time he'll be at major league or triple A level. And right. it doesn't always happen. Um but now guys, they don't expect it anymore, they just appreciate it more. What's up, Dad Hat Crew, and welcome to part two of my conversation with Pete Fish. In this episode, we talked about the team. We do a deep dive, guys. We talked about some of the amenities, how cool the ballpark is, some of the cool features about it, including the high pint. That's right. I can't tell you too much about it because we'll discuss it in the episode. We also talk about some of the players have actually made it all the way up to the show, Major League Baseball. Uh, and, and then, obviously, we get into my famous not so famous questions so without further ado i'll give you the episode uh okay so you know obviously you are part of the uh excuse me i apologize of the atlantic league right so that's this year is going to be a little bit different for for the team as far as some of the rules and things like that how are you guys been able to adapt to that well, I think that, you know the atlantic league has a partnership with major yep. league baseball to to test rules and um it's funny when we get rules, it used to be that there'd be outsiders that would say that's not real baseball or you're, you know, you're altering the game or whatever. Yeah. Then when it hits their hometown, suddenly it changes. And I'm using <laughs> the example of automated balls and strikes. Yep. You know, we had that for two years and now it's going into triple A baseball. Across funny how that works. You know, so it was, it was, you know, it's it it had it, it's had it positives and negatives, but I think it's it's one of those things that these guys are professionals. They adapt to it. You know, pitchers adapt to it, and so on. Um, you still have an umpire behind home plate. He's still making the call. It's just he's made, the call is going into his ear, and then he he makes the signal. Interesting. So, so it worked. Uh, um, you know, it worked well. But that's the type of thing that. When you look at the the runner on second base for extra innings, that started in the Atlantic League. Um, the the limiting the number of visits to the mound for a pitcher that started in the Atlantic League. So all of those things started here, and we're we're proud to be able to test some of those things. We haven't we haven't really found out if there's any new rules this year we're going to be testing or anything like that. Um, but uh, you know that'll that'll be coming over the next the next couple months. Yeah, and then. You guys will just adjust like, you know, like everybody has done, you know, we, I, we moved the mound, you know, it was uh, the in second half of the 2021 season. We moved the mound back a foot. Um, Major League, Major League Baseball did analytics on 
on things and things really didn't change. Um, and, and it's funny, we had players that thought, oh, you know, I'm throwing, I'm having to throw further now. But if you took the catcher out of the mix and you just threw the ball, how far are you throwing? True. You're throwing, you're just throwing it. You're yeah. Not, you're not asking it to stop at the catcher. Yeah. You're throwing it and the catcher just happens to be what causes it to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're absolutely right. You're so, absolutely um, right. You know, so we did, that was half a season and, um, and then we went back to the regular distance last year. So uh, it, it is, it is, you know, independent baseball is a little bit different than affiliated. And I've, I've learned that I do like the hands-on nature of independent where we can, um, we select our players. We have control over that. We know who we're getting. We, we pick those guys and you have to take this, this bank of, of salary cap and you create a, you create a, uh, you know, a team and you, you hope you can win. And last year we came out of the gate and we were 29 and nine. And I thought we need to start sizing everybody for championship rings. Then we lost 10 in a row. Then we Oof. won a few and then we lost 10, a row, 10 in a row again. So we were a 500 team. Then at the very end of the season, we came on strong. We, we uh, won the first round of the playoffs and then we lost in the championship. But, you know, it's just, it's fun to have a vested interest in it because in affiliated ball, and again, I love, I love that as well. Yeah. But you get guys for a year and then they move on and you never see them again. And they may have success, may not. Here you have the ability to bring guys back. And when they get signed to a major league contract or they get a contract in Mexico or Japan, you're sharing in that in that success of theirs because that's what they were here to do. True. Um, and uh, you know, we we it's just a different animal. I I keep in touch with guys from this level, and they're grateful to be here. And I compare it to when I worked in professional golf, the regular PGA versus the senior PGA, the champions tour. The regular PGA are these guys who have their whole career ahead of them. So they're a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky. You know, they kind of, it's, you know, they're get out of my way. I'm moving forward. Yeah. The Champions Tour guys have had success and are wanting to continue having success. And they appreciate the fan and the people involved in the journey more because they have, they have been at the pinnacle and then they're, right. you know, they may have slipped a little bit or they're trying to get back, but they appreciate it more. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's part of the difference, just a different, different mindset of some of the players. Um, You're right. You know, it, it, I'm looking at the roster right now and it's one of those things where it's like the one that popped up to me and is for obviously for, for personal reasons was because of Michael Martinez. Yeah. He used to be at, within the Cleveland Indians, you know, during that 2016 world series run. He made the last out of the World Series. He we made the last out of the World Series. I remember that. I saw it. I'm like, sweet Jesus. Why, Michael? Yeah. We see uh, every time they show the highlight of the Cubs celebrating, you saw Michael Martinez heading down to first base. But, uh, you know, that's a guy who has played in the major leagues and wants to continue playing. And, um, you know, maybe someday he'll be a coach or might get another opportunity. You never know. But uh, um, that's the 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 guys are it seems like they have more of a direction on what they want to do when they're here because yeah. they know what's what potential is and what there could be around them. Um we had Logan Morrison last year. Yeah, you did. You know, and, and and Logan um th he was with us the previous year and he got signed by Cincinnati. 
And this year he came back and, uh, you know, nothing materialized. But he also had some injuries and so on. But he brought so much to the clubhouse because you have that experience and, um, you know, not only field experience, but life experience where a guy has been there and and can tell you if what you need to do to get there. Um, Yeah. It's interesting how, like, you know, you spend a little bit of time in in independent ball, but you are so more appreciative of that time that you spent there, right? Oh, yeah, and, and because there's no guarantees and you don't have a multi-year contract. And, no. Um, you know, you're, you're just – you're really looking for opportunity. We've had a couple guys uh, become coaches. You know, Tyler Ladendorf, who was with us, he got – so in 2021, he played spring training with us and played the first exhibition against Gastonia and got signed the next day by the Cubs and spent the entire season at AAA. He got up for the Cubs for the last week and he got in the last game of the season and got one at bat. Jeez. So he was 0 for 1, one game, one at bat. Now he had been up before, but um he had hoped he'd be back this year. He didn't he didn't make it back and now he's uh he uh, has become a, a minor league coach. So, you know, he's, he's taken that next step in his career, but he's sticking around the game and it's, and it's great to see, to see that, um, you know, guys like the, the Marlins had Huskar Brazibon last year in the bullpen. And he was with us in 21 and did not have a, a banner year, but uh, got signed by the Nationals, I think it was, after the season got released, got signed by the Marlins, and next thing you know, they they need somebody up in the big leagues. They call him, and he spends the whole season in the big leagues. That's that's a, that's a victory for us. Or, or David Robertson, who, when he was with Team USA, came from Cary to High Point. We signed him for a couple days. He got innings against live batting, pitched a couple games, and then he goes this year, you know, plays in the World Series, and now he's signing a contract with the Mets. Um, just it's great to see those success stories because as people get older, it's not expected, it's appreciated. Yeah. You know, when they're when they're when the guy gets drafted in the first, second, third round and he's 18, 19, 20 years old, he expects in X amount of time he'll be at major league or triple A level. And right. it doesn't always happen. Um but now, guys, they don't expect it anymore. They just appreciate it more. It's funny how it's you you appreciate those opportunities a whole lot more, you know, than when you were in in the in the minor leagues, you know, oh, yeah. uh, affiliated ball and all or anything anywhere. You know, it's like no, I'm thankful that I'm here and I'm going to give everything that I have in order for you know for me to be successful. And oh, that's for sure, for sure. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So uh, as far as the team, anything new coming this year, as far as like any merchandise or, um, you know, things that are coming into in, you know, for you guys, you know, we're, we're, we're in those planning stages right now. The, the team itself is being put together. I was just on the phone with our manager and, um, we have not signed anybody yet, but we've got a lot of guys that are kind of mm-hmm. in a holding pattern, but, uh, Jamie Keefe is our manager. He's re- our whole coaching staff's returning. You know, people don't That's know amazing. Jamie Keefe, who's going to win his thousand one thousandth game this year. Um, Frank Viola, former former AL Cy Young Award winner, World Series MVP, is our pitching coach. Sheesh. Wonderful guy. Um, uh, our our first base coach uh, Albert Gonzalez has taken on 
uh, more of a role with our baseball operations. We just have this uh, Joe Geck, our trainer, spent 30 years with the Chicago White Sox. So we've got, you know, I, I look at it and say we've got a heck of a group put together. As far as the team, the uh, the um, the operation in that's concerned, you know, we're we're sticking with what we've done that's right, but we've got to we've got to be better at telling our story. Um, you know, I think when you were here, you saw our vintage seats in right field. Oh, I love that part. There's something cool that people don't know we have that you can go out there and sit in seats from Fenway Park or Tiger Stadium or or uh, you know Shea Stadium or Candlestick all in the right field area and, and, and get that, get that feel, that nostalgia. Um, you know, we, we allow dogs at every game. We, we, we are a dog friendly ballpark and people don't know that, but you can bring Fido to whatever game you want to. And, you know, he can come and sit in your seats and you just have to register them. Um, so we're trying to do, we're, we're working on reevaluating our, our, uh, our, uh, promotional schedule to make sure we're, we're staying fan friendly. This will be the first year we do some education days for the kids. That's you know, awesome. I'm, I'm a strong believer in doing things to get the kids involved because there's when when you don't involve the kids, you're going to see a gap 20 years later when they're an adult. Because if a kid comes to a ball game when he's young and enjoys it, when he thinks of what am I going to do with my kids, why do any of us have – uh, a soft spot for baseball. A lot of it goes back to something in our childhood or as we learned the game, you know, I've got, I've got two boys that one, one lives in Raleigh and one lives in uh, New York city. And when the, when we're, we're New York Mets fans, I know, you know, bad <laughs> music, um, but uh, and, and when, when, when my son was little, he asked, Dad, why do we always have to cheer for the losing team? I said, well, it's a family tradition. We stick. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the one thing, you know, we we can bond with. We talk about, we text each other about transactions yep. that happen or things like that. And I think that's why we want to get kids involved and, um, you know, get kids involved, not just from the playing standpoint, but just appreciating the game, enjoying the game and the atmosphere around it. That's why we're doing more of those those uh the education days this year and trying to incorporate the kids um you know we're really in our infancy this franchise we're only in our fourth this will be our fourth season mm-hmm. um and take away season number one because covid kind of hit the reset button on everything yeah so we're really in our in our third season um but from a merchandise standpoint you know when i got here like i said everything had the hp on it and uh, yeah. everything everything was nike and there's nothing mm. wrong with Nike, but Nike is for the casual fan. You know, for the person who isn't sure, they see the Nike logo and they say, it must be good. I'll get that. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've added, we're, we're adding more designs. And we try not to do, for our merchandise, we try not to just go back to the same design. When a design's gone, we go to something new. Yeah. So it has some sense of um, novelty to it. And some of the hats we stick with, but I've told our merchandise person, you know, if our minimum order is four dozen, order it. If it doesn't, we'll sell four dozen. Mm -hmm. And if it sticks around for a long time, we just don't order it again. But trying those different things and um, going with uh, trying, just trying to, we added the, the reverse weave champion sweatshirts last year and they were a hit. Now they're not a hit in the summer. 
when you of get towards the end of the season. <laughs> right. People will, people will pay a little bit more if they're getting quality and if they're getting something something good. Um, we're we're looking at introducing a a red jersey this year. We're trying to play off the red. We've done a lot with the blue, the white, the gray. Well, time to do some red. Do some red because we have a red hat, and uh, we're so we're trying some things like that, and we're we're working on that right now. We may oh. introduce it as an off-field jersey, like a replica jersey. And then if po- people like it, we'll introduce it as an on-field jersey. That's um, smart. I like yeah. that. Um, something like that. And uh, trying to be a little bit more proactive with regards to it. Last year, we faced a lot of supply chain issues. Yeah. And we're trying to make sure we have, we're not one to say, in the beginning of the season, here's everything we have. We like to say, here's what we have today. And there's more stuff coming in coming. the beginning of May. More stuff comes in in June, July, August, and we we kind of run through that. We certainly will have we have T-shirts now for our Southern Division Championship. You know we're we're proud of the fact that we're at least divisional champions and we beat Gastonia. There um, you go. So you know we're we're so and we're always wide open to suggestions too. You know we like to know what people want um, and what they're so we can we can get it in there and satisfy them. You know, when you saw the beer and baseball shirt, yeah, oh yeah, um, we that was 108 stitches. We got those shirts from, and they have a great, uh, you know, a great line of of stuff. And last year we struggled a little bit with getting it in, but we're going to do more with 108 stitches this year and get some of those real soft t-shirts that uh, they are comfortable. I tell you that much. Yeah, exactly. And and just like that, that the hats, trying to stick with the ones that work, but also introduce some new styles. Uh, and see what we can what we can move. Um, I want people to whenever they come in the store, if they're regulars, I want them to come in the store and be able to say, "That's new. They didn't have that last time," and and do some of that. You know, it's funny because the last time that I was there, um, I I was I was in 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 the team store, which is also uh, the the bar part you know like you know yeah. in your bar which is awesome right so i i, I was part of our you know for uh my uh my friends and i we do it like our wednesday night show so i was broadcasting live from the team store and to have caroline you know explaining to us the everything that was part of the of the team and 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 then you know uh furniture involvement in in the team store you know within the city that was one of the coolest experiences and people still to this day tell me ed that was one of the most fun shows you guys ever had because it was it was informative but you guys were also showing all of the merchandise so that was one of the coolest times i've ever had well, doing and this and for people who don't know so our merchandise shop the high pint is actually a half merchandise the other half is a is a bar that serves all north carolina craft beers and the bar is made out of um furniture remnants from furniture factories the counter the the wood everything that's used and all the bar tap the tap handles are all furniture material furniture tools yep um and all the lights are baseball bats it's really a uh you know what makes every stadium has to do something that makes them unique and that's part of what we have that along with the vintage seat area and uh and really just the overall feel of the ballpark it was uh, like I said. It has been one of my favorite experiences when I went there. Everybody was super friendly, um, and, and I could not be any happier. You know, because that's one of the teams. Like you know, when you go to a ballpark, you want to feel welcomed, 
And when you guys did that, that just, you know, it, it sold me. I know that uh, my friends, a couple of my friends bought some more merchandise because of that. So uh, I want to thank you, first of all, formally, thank you guys for being so hospitable with me when I was there. So thank you for that. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned hospitality because that's one thing I think every minor league team can offer that you're not going to see with major league teams. You know, I encourage my staff to um, greet people at the gate when they come in. But also, I get my full-time staff at the gate at night to say thank you and good night and so on. And what you find with that is when you start doing it at the beginning of the year, people kind of look at you a little side-eyed to wonder, you know, why are you out here? Yeah. But then when you get into the first month of the season, then they feel comfortable enough to say, hey, I've got an idea. I've got a suggestion. Or they'll tell you something about what's going on. So they feel more connected with what's, and, and that's how you meet people and learn their names. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people want to know when they go to the ballpark on a regular basis that, that the guy at the gate or something knows who they are. And that's how you, you become you close to your, your season ticket holders, your, your partners, your sponsors, all of that stuff. It's true. It absolutely is my friend. Uh, uh, anything that I have not asked you or that you want to uh, tell us, um, this is your time before we go into my fun part of uh, my famous, not so famous questions, my friend. Well, I I, I think that, uh, you know, certainly we, we would, we would in, uh, invite everybody to stop by our store at uh, highpointrockers.com. Mm-hmm. You know, we're often, we're running sales. We're doing some stuff like that. You know, we didn't, we didn't do anything specific for national hat day, but we'll have some stuff coming up. Um, you know, I think I, I think I may have forwarded you the video of we we did with uh, we creatively showed all of the hats we currently have in stock, kind of in a claymation type uh, setup. But, uh, you know, um, that's that's the type of we, we, we thrive. What you did to support minor league baseball, if you look at your wall behind you. Yep. That's that's how we 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 make it go. Mm-hmm. Is, is people who understand that you know if you buy a New York Yankee hat at Lids, the Yankees are never going to know about it. The Yankees are not going to care about it, um, and uh, you know it just it happens. They don't see the residuals. You buy a cap from us, we know we got an order. Yep, we get it shipped out. We you know it means something at the minor league level um, because that's that's how we that's how we stay in business. That's um, true. All the, all the ancillary things like that. It, every little bit counts, right? Even if it's a hat, a sticker, or whatever it is, I'm sure you guys appreciate, exactly. you know, any of that. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. All right, my friend, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So let's go. Let's say that you go to, you know, with your sons and everything, you're going to the ballpark, uh, but you're going as a fan. You're not going as as an employee. What is your food and drink of choice? I'm going to, I'm going to get a hot dog. Good man. Good I'm going to get a hot dog because I, I, you know, the one time you can cheat or, you know, people call it's it a true. cheat. I eat more hot dogs during a season. It's not cheating. It's actually, that's the entire test is just eating <laughs> Right. So, um, you know, you, you, you're going to eat a hot dog um, and uh, probably going to get more than likely. It's going to, it depends on where I am, but it's either going to be a, a cold draft beer. Good man. Or it's going to be. Um, it's going to be a, either a, a Coke Zero or a Pepsi Max or whatever the, you know, whichever one or Pepsi Zero, whichever <laughs> one uh, would would happen to be in the ballpark at that time. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. 
All right. So pick one that you would want to do. Go bungee jumping or skydiving. If you would have asked me 20 years ago, it'd be different, but I, I, think, <laughs> be, I think my wife would restrict me from doing both right now. Either that or she asked if the insurance policy is paid <laughs> Are we up to date um, on that? I, I would I would probably say skydiving. I think that's always been, if George Bush Sr. can do it when he's, you know, when he was 90 some years old, I I, I guess I could figure out. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I would also pick uh, skydiving. I think that would be something I would like to at least do it once and say, I did it. You know, and we'll see how it goes after that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, Okay. What is the one thing? This is going to sound funny, but what is the one thing that you do when you're bored? You know, I'm, I, I'd probably use the word antsy over bored. Yeah. That's, that's what I get. You know, I, I try to, so I'll tell you what I do at the stadium. I walk the concourse. You do. So, okay. so I will, if I, if I'm, if I just can't focus and I'm, I'm bored or I'm antsy or whatever, I go on up there and I walk the concourse and it's dangerous because then I take a pad with me and I write down everything that has to be done and give it to our ops guy. <laughs> then he hates when I walk the concourse. But Your, your ops guy is telling you stay, don't need to go. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll walk and uh, probably do that. Uh, you know, I'd like to and, and nowadays. So it's check, check the phone, you know, and, and that's a terrible habit. And I hate to say that, but yeah. uh, that's probably what uh, probably falls into. I'm sure Shane is, will be very happy if you didn't walk <laughs> the, uh, the concourse. Exactly. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite subject in school? Um, Probably history. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a I'm a presidential history guy. I you know nice. probably, you know mid 1800s to early 1900s is uh, what I I thrive on. My wife hates it because I'll I'll come up with some trivial fact and and mention it to her, and she she really could care less. Uh, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll I don't I don't read a lot, but if I do read, it's it's history stuff. And I think it was just because there's no there's no memory, you, you know, if, when you talk about things like science or math, you have to memorize formulas and how it all works out and then right. execute it. History is just learning about what had happened. There's it, it, what happened is what happened. And it was just easier to grasp. Yep, you're right about that. You're right about that. Um, OK, a couple more here. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite cereal uh, growing up? Um, Probably, you know. The Count Chocula. Oh, wow. That's a good one. And, and you had Frankenberry. And, uh, you know, they had, there was another one too. And I'm trying to remember. But yeah. And that was when my mother would allow us, she would get that because, uh, uh, you know, that cereal like that was always a luxury. <laughs> yeah. My, my parents would stick with Cheerios and that really wasn't the, uh, that was not a luxury. No, it's not. And, you know, I don't know what it is. I still to this day. I, if I have Cheerios, I have to put a bunch of sugar on it just because I yeah. cannot just do it without it. It's like eating oats. It's just oats. Like, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's all it is. Uh, okay. Uh, if you could have any wild animal as a pet, which animal could would it be? It would be a chimpanzee. Nice. You're in, there was no hesitation there, huh? Yeah, because uh, I'll tell you, I grew up. I, so a little known fact, I've never seen any Star Wars movie. What? 
never have seen any of them, but I have seen every Planet of the Apes movie from the beginning to end probably a dozen times each. So I was always, I always thought having a monkey would be the coolest thing. And, and, and I'm not going to watch Star Wars because I've, I've gone this long without watching <laughs> You're going to maintain that record. I'm, I'm going to, I told my wife in my eulogy, it will be never saw Star Wars. <laughs> I saw all the Rocky movies, you know, but I never, I never went to see Star Wars. None of them. Not even, I haven't even watched them on TV. I haven't rented them. Nothing. Wow, Pete, that's that's that is. I mean, listen, I'm a huge Star Wars guy. I even have some Legos and and helmets and all this stuff. I'm impressed, though. That gives you to this day, you have not seen any of them. I, I got to stand my ground now. I got to stand my at, ground I can't at this point. In. You've gone this long. You might as well keep going. Exactly. All right, last one here, and we'll end it with this one. Have you ever regifted a gift? Yes. <laughs> Who yeah. hasn't? Several, several times. <laughs> if, if you have, if you have kids, you've probably regifted gifts because, you know, they, they often get the uh, duplicates for birthdays and you yeah. just stick one in the closet and that becomes a birthday gift the next time. So I'm, I'm a big fan of recycling. I call it recycling, not regifting. Recycling. I like it. Somebody else <laughs> is going to be able to enjoy it. Pete, thank you so much for doing this. I, I had an absolute blast. I'll make sure to put all of the uh uh the the sites, the Twitter, you know, everything that yeah. you where you guys are connected. So that way you guys you know follow you guys. Make sure you guys go to their website and buy something from them. I would prefer for you guys to buy a dad head. I'm just saying. Uh, but make sure you guys buy something from them. And this was has been, like I said, it's been a ton of fun. I appreciate well, we that. To, we hope to see you out at the ballpark. Again. Oh, you'll see me. You'll see me. Yeah. We uh yeah. we we start up April 28th. We've got uh a few college games before that. High Point University's playing NCA and T out here. We've got Greensboro College plays out here. You know, we try to use it as much as we can. And once we get to February, the ballpark becomes active again. And you know, the the best thing about a ballpark is having people in the ballpark. You're absolutely right. There's nothing better than being at the ballpark. Sounds good. I Thanks, appreciate Pete. it. Thanks Anytime. Take care. We'll see you. Now, I know what most of you are thinking right now. Man, I want some High Point Rockers merchandise. And you know what? You do. You should go and you should go there right meow. Actually, hold on a second. Just wait a second until I'm done and then you can go on the website because I did put the link to their merch so that way you guys can go and take a look. Uh, I want to thank Pete. Uh, he's He was awesome. I love how he goes into details about the team, the players. Some of the players have made it to the show. How awesome was that? Uh, so you guys got to make sure you guys follow him, follow the team on Instagram, on Twitter. They're everywhere. So And you guys cannot miss that awesome logo, that rocking chair. Uh, and then a couple of things so I can, uh, you know, uh, uh, pay the bills and buy more dad hats. And you know how this goes. Uh, working with uh, Baseball Barbecue. If you guys go on BaseballBBQ.com forward slash dad hat. Okay. BaseballBBQ.com forward slash dad hat. A portion of the sale will go to yours truly. Here's what I also do. I'll give you the code BBQ20, which will give you 20% off of your first purchase. Uh, so that way, I, you know, a little thank you for you guys. They have some cool stuff, all right? Uh, cutting boards with your favorite major league and 
They also have minor league logos out there. So my utensils, it, guys, it's grilling time, okay? It's about to get warm. Baseball season is right around the corner. And what better way than to grill some hot dogs, some steaks, burgers, and all that with some cool-looking baseball barbecue gear, okay? Uh, and, and then last but not least, got to give you guys the dad joke of the episode, and here it is. Why did the old woman put roller skates on her rocking chair? Because she wanted to rock and roll. All right, all right, I see myself out. And until then, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series, and in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com, and we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball, so get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at CurveBrimMedia.com. <laughs>